welcome to the 50th episode of Pixels, Polygons, and Fun. Yeah. Video game podcast where you talk about anything under the video game sun. I'm your mobile hoodlum god slash yes. the true Dovahkiin host, Jinji. I'm a Fushiroda, all y'all motherfuckers. With me today are my co-hosts, Pegasus and Colo. How are you guys? I'm pretty good. What's up, everybody? Number 50, holy shit. That's right. We've been around for 50 episodes. Remember episode one? That was wild. My mic quality was the worst. Was? It was. <laughs> oh, like no funny. one ever funny was. You're hilarious, Colo. But yeah, we'll we'll definitely talk more about being episode 50 later on in the show. Like we always do. Gotta make a phone call. We will be right back. Yes, I see. Good news, everyone. And welcome back, you guys, to the new Good news, everyone. Yeah, fuck off. We got some news to talk about today. First one I'm pulling from Cerebi.net, which is where I always go for my Pokemon news. It was revealed yesterday to promote the release of the Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution movie in Japan. Niantic has announced the next Pokemon Go level 5 raid. After Groudon leaves raid battles on July 10th, Armored Mewtwo will enter raid battles until July 31st. That's dope as hell. You heard me right, folks. If only it was the good Armored Mewtwo and not the one from the new movie. It's bonkers. It's absolutely bonkers. I cannot wait um, I can't wait for you to see The only way Mewtwo was accessible in Pokemon Go is originally through the EX raid battles. Am I really roboting? Not anymore. Not anymore, though. Okay, so you can hear me now? Yes. Can you hear me? Okay. Well, like I said, um, Mewtwo and Pokemon Go is only accessible through the EX raid battles, but Mewtwo has been rotated out, and it's now, as of recording, speed form Deoxys. But Armored Mewtwo, that that's badass, dude. I can't wait. I am excited. Super excited. Oh, yeah. And then the second one... I wanted to read real quick, written by Hayden Taylor from GamesIndustry.biz. Uh... Alright, so the next news article we have is from GamesIndustry.biz. Microsoft and Sony reported reportedly scaling back console production in China. Ooh. Microsoft and Sony are reportedly looking to reduce con- console production in China amid the ongoing trade war waged by Donald Trump. As reported by, I can't say Trump that. Is Trump is killing our video games. Vote Bernie. Uh, sources close to the sources close to the in, the issue may claim multiple tech giants such as Google and Amazon are looking to scale back their game tech and and smart speaker production is in China as well. 
PC brands such as Lenovo, Acer, and Asutech are also reportedly evaluating plans to shift. Uh, it was China, China. China's full of smart people. You have to hack the election and get Bernie in office so you can have your video games back. <laughs> China, China is currently the largest PC and smartphone manufacturer in the world. However, President Trump has imposed t- trade tariffs on imports <laughs> worth over $250 billion, putting financial pressure on tech companies to reconsider its manufacturing options. One supply chain executive said the industry consensus is to move an average of of 30% of some 30% of production out of China, depending on how important the U.S. market is. Everyone needs to come up with a plan. So a lot of these big companies, to sum this article up, are moving their, are reducing their console and PC productions in China to lessen the costs because of President Trump's tariffs on on the trade with China. So, how do you what are your thoughts on this? I hope that this isn't enforced with the tariffs because more often than not what's going to happen is that the increase in cost from the tariffs is going to be pushed to us consumers. So the prices for video game consoles is going to go up and not by a small amount. Oh, no, it's going to go up from, I think, the what is it, like 300 right now? Yeah, give or take. If If things continue, like you're saying, it's probably going to go up to like 450 or more. Donald Trump is an orange corn cob, but he needs to be stopped. But yeah, no, Gingy does make a good point. Uh, Consoles will will go up and not buy and buy a significant amount too. But uh, Bernie, Bernie, Bernie. Gingy, do you have any uh, anything else? I do, written by Miss Rebecca Valentine from GamesIndustry.biz. Man it's behind a name J- here. Yes, it is. Very good writer. Please go give her all the clicks. But um Man Behind Daybreak Games DDoS sentenced to two years in prison. The man responsible for a series of DDoS, which is denial service attacks against Daybreak Games, formerly Sony Online Entertainment and other gaming companies has been sentenced to 27 months in prison. According to a U.S. Department of Justice press release, 23-year-old Austin Thompson of Utah has entered a plea agreement pleading guilty to a charge of damage to a protected computer. Thompson is just one of the members of a hacking group known as Derp Trolling that has attacked multiple gaming companies... (laughs) and games in 2013 and 2014, including Dota 2, League of Legends, and Blizzardsbattle.net. These attacks would be announced via Derp Trolling's Twitter account, which would later post (laughs) evidence showing the success of the attack. In addition, Thompson is being instructed to pay $95,000 in damages to Daybreak Games. If you're unfamiliar 
If you remember years back, 2013, 2014, during the Christmas season, Xbox Live and PlayStation was down, it was because of Lizard Squad, and it's because of this guy that did that. Wow. So, I I entirely support, yeah, go, go, go to fucking jail. Don't, don't do that crap, guys. I mean, it's one thing to, to hack single-player games that don't affect anybody. You're doing your own... Your own thing to your own self, even if, I mean, yeah, the developer probably won't like it, but if I had to do any kind of hacking, I would want it to revolve just around me and not affect anybody else's play, play experience, you know, that kind of thing. But hacking like this is straight up bullshit. I think as long as, long as the game is single player and the hacking software is not being sold, it's being given away for free. It's fine. That's my stance on hacking game. What about you, Kola? Oh no, I I fully support him going to jail. That's not fair. Like you oh, yeah, said, definitely. if you want to go mess around with your single player games or single player modes or whatever, that's fine. We that doesn't affect anybody. But once you start, once you start messing with uh, the way other people are playing their games. That's not fair. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, unless if you guys have any other news to add, I think we're going to cut it here. Nope. That's nothing for me. Um, I have a little bit of uh, Pokemon Go news. Oh, besides Armored Mewtwo, go for it. Yeah, so the second Pokemon Go Fest event of the summer will kick off soon in Dortmund, Germany. And even if you can't attend in person, you still have a chance to catch a shiny male Nidoran. Let's go to Germany, boys. Get a Kickstarter going. Send us to Germany. Well, screw that. Let's start a, a Kickstarter. Send us to E3. Or PAX. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, so apparently that actually already started. It started on uh, July 4th. So. Ooh. So go catch those shiny blue boys. In the very unlikely universe that we did go to Germany, I'd just be third wheeling because I don't even have fucking Pokemon Go. I would think it would be more. Uh, what's the word? Hitchhiking because you wouldn't be paying for anything because you don't got a job. Cute. <laughs> Well, that being said, you guys, we're going to drop the news here and go into our next segment, which I hope to God Pegasus didn't forget. We'll be right back. I did Welcome remember back it. to the second segment of the show, you guys, where we talk about what we've been up to the last week or so, video game-wise, or anything else we would like to bring up. Pegasus, what have you been up to? Um, it's been fairly light. Um, what have I played? I played a little bit of Fortnite with a friend of Garbage. mine. I literally only play Fortnite with this person. It's because it's the only game we have in common. 
and he bugs me to do it all the time. So, anyway, what else was I going to say? Um, what else have I played? Not much is coming to mind, in all honesty. I played, like, 20 minutes of Mario 64 this morning. Hmm. Oh, I got back into uh, Dragon Ball Raging Blast 2. It's a pretty good game. Oh, yeah. I, enjoy I enjoy it a lot. And... I had forgotten how to play it, so I just played the tutorial, and now I remember how to play it. So I'm gonna play more of it probably tomorrow or something. Jinji still needs to buy that game so we can fight online. I will get around to it. You did buy Injustice so we can fight online, so we should probably like do that at some point. Let's see. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. All right. Mr. Colo, what have you been up to, buddy? Um, fairly light. I was busy hanging with friends for the 4th of July and stuff like that. Um, my friend and I, we did do, we played a little bit of uh, Minecraft. Okay. Uh, we just did. We didn't play any like mods or anything. We just played on his on his on my friend's Xbox One. So, uh, what we what my friend and I usually do when we're playing together is we just go. We work together, go straight for diamonds. Whoever hits diamond first wins. But it's kind of like working together sort of thing. But basically, once we hit diamonds, we kind of just stop because it gets real boring after that. Okay. Um, we I played a little bit more Diablo three. I've been working on um, I've been playing Pokemon Go. Not much to uh, report on Pokemon Go. I did catch a couple new Pokemon, so new entries to the to the decks. I think I hatched a Mantike. And I caught a couple Skorupi, which were both new Pokemon that I haven't seen before. So, um, other than that, I didn't find any shiny Pokemon with like the Alolan form thing that was going on, mm -hmm. which is mega frustrating. <laughs> Cute. Should unleash your Z Rage, but. You gotta make sure you're holding the Cololium Z. <laughs> Colochewium Z. Yeah, there we go. God. But um, I think oh we played a we played a round of uh, Mario Party. I lost horribly. Because <laughs> all my Don't. friends kept going from I went and got my star. I was perfectly content. I knew I wasn't going to come in first. But I was just going for like second or third. I didn't want to come in last. But then my friend does this one thing where he can steal someone else's star. And he was going to do me as a meme. as like a joke. But then he's, I'm like, I convinced him to do random. From the other three players. Well, he clicked random. And the random landed on me and stole my only star. That's so I ended up with zero stars at the end of the round. 
Nice. So, mega frustrating. But I have I have uh, had better rounds. I don't think I've ever won a round of Mario Party, but ever. Not that I remember, no. I know I've come in, like, second and third a lot, but I've never come, like, dead first. Or top, I guess. But is okay. Alright. So, yeah, I, not much to report here. Just a couple bullshit games here and there. Um, I'm waiting for Year 4 to come out on... Yeah. DB Legend or Legends. Legends. Get out of here. <laughs> it's It's been a very long week, Jinji. A long week of literally doing absolutely nothing. You lucky bastard. After drying everything off, because I spilled beer everywhere. Um, <laughs> caring is caring, buddy. Yeah, my I don't think my laptop appreciated it that much. <laughs> uh oh. It it this, this laptop has been through hell and back. It's fine. But uh, no, I'm waiting for year four to come on DB Dokkan Battle, not Legend. Dokkan Battle, because I totally know what I'm talking about. Um, I'm not really doing much else. I was going to play a little bit of Let's Go. I Oh! So, I went to my friend's house, and he had his little brothers over. And we were playing uh, Call of Duty Zombies. Uh, both what 1 map? and 2. Uh, I don't remember... Don't remember what the map on Call of Duty 2 is. It's the one. It's the one with the fire in the middle, where like the ground's breaking up and stuff on two, and then on one we were playing in Ke- we were playing Kino. I love Kino. It's the best. I think we got to like maybe five <laughs> round five because it was a bunch of BS. Oh, my best record for zombies playing solo, I've made it to wave 73 on the map called Buried. Jesus. No, we made it to five. It was a bunch of bullshit because he was down and dead. And I'm just running around and I get, I, I guess I got hit once and then somehow a zombie hit me. I didn't go down. It just immediately ended it for us. But, um, I mean, the highest I've been, the highest I've gone with, uh, I think, my cousin was wave 15 or 20. It was 15, 20, or 25. I, I, let's just go with 20, because it's, it's somewhere in there. I don't remember. It was a while ago. But Okay. Anything so, else, Jinju? Uh, No. Right. Been up to? Well, besides playing, um, I mean, no, nothing really has happened. I mean, yeah, in Dokkan, I have been getting ready for year four. I am at 200 jewels now. I think I'm at 168. So, yeah, I'm ready. I'm going after that LR Goku, and then I'm going to go for LR 
for Vegeta. Hell Super yeah, Saiyan brother. Four for both of them. Um, have, have played Wizards Unite as well. I've also played Pokemon Go. Nothing... Nothing to report in those. Uh, what else have I been up to? I've been been getting in the back of the swing of things of Jurassic World Alive. So, spare no I will spent. just say that the way Jinji introduced himself this episode was very accurate. That is all I will say. Alright, thank you. But, um, yeah, I'm back. I'm definitely enjoying the, um, Sanctuary update. Finally back, performing for you. If you know the words, you can join in too. DK, Donkey Kong. <laughs> yep, but um, <laughs> it's it's fucking it, it's funny as hell because in the sanctuary, you know, you can deposit your dinosaurs in there, and you can you can interact with them, you can feed them. So a little goat walks into the middle of the fucking screen, and the dinosaur walks up to the goat. And oh no! It. And then there's there's a, you can also play with them, and when you click play with them. A tire. Peta needs rolls to be informed immediately about. Uh, oh yeah, horrible yeah, PETA. Yeah, get in touch with me. I'll have one of you guys on the show. We'll rip you a new one. We <laughs> <laughs> just this video game podcast. We spend an episode yelling at Peta. No, because they're dumbasses. <laughs> Oh my god, I mean, let alone the bullshit that they got Oh my wrapped. god, we should talk about, we should talk about fucking PETA parody games as an episode, and rip, <laughs> rip. Yep, there we go, Colo, put that in the topic suggestion, like, but um... Like fucking super chick, super chick sisters and Pokemon black and blue. <laughs> Alright, but um, what else? What else have I been doing? Gotta, I mean, wor- work has been pretty hectic this week. Um, I haven't touched, and shockingly enough, I haven't touched Brave Frontier. Whoa! I am, I am sick and fucking tired on iOS specifically to constantly reinstall the bulk game data. I'm getting sick and tired of sitting there for 30, 35 minutes for everything to download, even on Wi-Fi, to download the game file... So I can fucking, uh, you know, get my login bonus. So I haven't touched it. So I've been playing I'm um, currently Final balancing Fantasy, a bottle on my head. Brave XVS. So Final Fantasy Brave XVS. Pretty fun. I mean, I've always had it on my phone, but I haven't touched it. But certainly getting more into the swing of that. But um, console-wise, if you hadn't have guessed from the intro, I've been playing a lot of Skyrim. I just started... Yeah, I've been playing Skyrim on PS4. I'm actually kind of half-debating on um, streaming some Skyrim tonight, but I also want to get back into God of War as well. Yo, if my PS4 is freed up, we can totally do a stream. Hell yeah. But, um... yeah, I know, I started I know my a, mom's uh, using it for Hulu, but I don't think she is anymore. I'll have to check after we're done recording. Yeah, r- remind me to talk to you about that, because I had a question, but, um... Yeah, I started a new character in Skyrim, and I, you know, of Colo course, remind I have mods me to remind down. Him. Damn it, Colo. But um, Colo's the only started... one of us with memory. Motherfucker, stop interrupting. Fine. Shut your mouth. That's what I'm. No- that's what I'm known for. <laughs> I have to do it on the anyway, special. Anyway, I started a new character, and I have mods installed, so my character is a draconian. I can just hear Cameron in the distance about the interrupting. 
So yeah, the being a draconian race is pimping. If you guys are familiar with Skyrim at all, specifically the the Dragonborn DLC, where you have the dragon aspects shout. Any of you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, not even slightly. Well, essentially, it makes your melee attacks a lot stronger, and you look more like a dragon. Ooh, fancy. But, yeah, the Draconian race has the dragon aspect automatically on. Like, it's a part of the race. And I haven't unlocked Shouts yet, because I just started the game. In fact, I just started the uh, the quest from River Riverwood to go to Whiterun, you know, to talk to, talk to the Jarl. The Jarl. The Jarl. Of, uh, the of White Run. But... Yenny and Laurel. I've made it a habit. After I start that initial quest to go talk to the Jarl, I go straight to Bleak Falls... Bleak Falls Burrow to get the Dragonstone before I go to White Run. Because if you guys aren't Dragonstone? This isn't Dokkan Battle. <laughs> Play the play the Seinfeld theme. <laughs> no, haven't you heard? There's going to be a collaboration between Skyrim and Dokkan Battle. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking go Super Saiyan Four against Alduin. Jinji, if you don't put the fucking Seinfeld theme in when you're editing, I will kill you. Just to, just to let you know. It's good. I have my will set up anyway. But um. <laughs> All right, that that pretty much covers my week, you guys. So with that being said, we're going to drop it here and go into our topic. We will be right back. Welcome back to the topic of the show, you guys. We we will pick a topic about anything under the video game sun and have a discussion about it. It's fucking standard at this point for you to say what the topic is, motherfucker. What are we talking about today? Changes it up again. <laughs> I was gonna say, I swear to God, if you say Red Dead Redemption, I'm leaving. <laughs> that, that's, speaking of that, since you brought it up, this is a surprise for you guys. Episode 51, we're doing Red Dead Redemption, so locking that shit in. Episode 52, we're doing PETA parody games. <laughs> okay, so. This was a suggestion by me because I wanted to make episode 50 special. Today, we're going to do our top 10 games of all time. We each crafted a top 10 list of video games. I tried to t- use the usual rule that people who make top 10s use, which is one entry per franchise, but these motherfuckers couldn't follow that rule, so only I'm following that rule. I figured to make easier sense on our top 10 list i think we should start from number 10 and work our way up that was the plan Genji. that's how everybody does it ah. so. so ladies first pegasus what's your number 10 <laughs> fuck you <laughs> seems fair so I'm, look- so I'm looking at my list and i'm already making a last minute change this is not what i'm <clears> not prepared <clears throat> It's not what the number 10 says, but it's what it is. My number 10 is Dragon Ball Raging Blast 2. Alright, why why is it number 10 for you? 
because it's a it's a really good game. I really like the graphics. I think the graphics hold up to this day really well because cell shading in general is a really good uh, tactic of making your game look good. And I think Raging Blast 2 takes advantage of it pretty well. It's your standard Dragon Ball 3D arena fighter, and I think it's uh, programmed well. And the character roster is pretty good. It's not as large as something like Budokai Tenkai AG3, but it's large enough. And I just, I really enjoy it. But I mean, it's just a Dragon Ball 3D Arena Fighter, pretty standard, which is why it's at like number 10 rather than somewhere higher. Okay. Colo, what's your number 10? Uh, My number 10 is Resident Evil 7. All right. Why is it number Wait. 10? That's not a seven. That's a two. Oh. <laughs> we give Peg seven. shit, dude. Come on. So- Resident Evil Two. We're going Resident to school. Did Did you pay fourteen ninety nine for your high school diploma? <laughs> Off no. the interwebs. You get a free subway coupon with your uh. With I your mean, diploma. if fourteen ninety nine is like. <laughs> well, okay. Never mind. That was that was a joke about private school, but. Private school costs a lot more, so never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Just the cheapest, worst private school in the fucking world. No, Resident Evil 2. I mean, I guess you could say Resident Evil 2, 7, and 4, but since Pegasus is an asshole and I had to choose only one, I chose two. You can do ties of the same franchise. It's just two separate entries can't be the same franchise. You can tie. Yeah, we're going to do 2 and 7 for number 10. Just because is I've there, I haven't played the whole Resident Evil series, but since they remastered 2, my friend went and bought it cuz he loves the Resident Evil series. Mm-hmm. I got a chance to play that and he owns Pretty much all of them, but I've only gotten a chance to play two and four. Okay. So, or two and seven. Okay. Um, my number ten is Yu-Gi-Oh! The Sacred Cards. I don't think I've played that one. I've played me some Yu-Gi-Oh! games in my day. I don't think I've played that one. Yeah, the Yu-Gi-Oh! The Sacred Cards was on the Game Boy Advance. Oh, shit. I'll go play that, like fucking tomorrow or something. Oh, it's fantastic. I love the shit out of it. And, yeah, honestly, it's one of my favorite Yu-Gi-Oh! games, and it doesn't play exactly like normal Yu-Gi-Oh! games do that you would think I mean, in the it traditional would be your, sense. It would be your favorite Yu-Gi-Oh! game, yes, because it's your Yu-Gi-Oh! Oh, yeah. entry list. Well, if we're gonna do that Tide bullshit, I guess it was stuck between... Excuse me. The sacred cards. I, have no, and I don't one. have any ties. I'm just saying you guys can have ties if you want to. But yeah, that's that's my number ten. So Pegasus. Don't start fucking condescending to me about the ties. I was just giving them to you if you wanted them. But what's your number nine, Peg? My number nine. First of all, I want to give an honorable mention just real quick because I removed something from the list shortly before this because I realized I had completely You're not forgotten. Prepared? I realized I had completely forgotten about Raging Blast 2. I just want to give a quick honorable mention to Wii Sports Resort, which was in my number 10. 
initially before I remembered Raging Blast 2. Wii Sports Resort is a real good game. Didn't quite make the list, but just wanted to give it a mention real quick. Number nine for me is Nintendo Land for the Wii U. <laughs> you mean the Nintanguin Land? Funny. Funny <laughs> jokes. <laughs> so, Very funny jokes. Nintendo Land is one of those games. The thing about me and Nintendo Land is it just it's just makes me happy. I think I talked about this on the episode. Because you can play all the multiplayer player games by yourself? Shut up, Colo. It's just Where you can close your eyes and game. pretend that you actually have friends. Now you have to kill Where he throws the computers in there. Then... <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm playing with people. <laughs> okay, shut yeah, up. It's, it's all fourth wall break, you guys. We're not actually people. It's Peg connected himself to a supercomputer, <laughs> and we're all voices in his head. So we're not real. We're all voices in Peg's head. Colo are just the voices. Okay, so Nintendo Land and its aesthetic just serve to make me really happy. It's bright and colorful. The games are really fun and simple, and it just serves to give me like a big smile on my face. Which is why it's nothing like complex and crazy, which is why it's not higher, but it just makes me really happy when I play it. So, yeah, number nine is Nintendo. All right, Colo, what's your number nine? I'm going to give a shout out to the everybody's favorite purple dragon. Mine is, uh, yeah. mine is Legend of Spyro A New Beginning. Cause... Yeah. Yeah. And you for, the o- for the OG Xbox, I have to clarify that. Alright. I was about to say, honorable mention also, since you're bringing up the lovely Purple Dragon. I love That's... Spyro Fire and Ice. Pretty good game. Uh, Colo, do you remember what the second game in the Legend of Spyro series was? Because that was the one I played as a kid. Oh, um... Possibly? Well, what do you think you remember, Polo? Let, let's see if I remember it, too. It's either Dawn of the Dragon or Eternal Night. It's Eternal Night, I remember. Yeah, that one. Legend of Spire or Eternal Night. Yeah, it's good. I played that as a kid. For the PS2. It was a good game. Yeah, it goes A New Beginning, The Eternal Night, and Dawn of the Dragon. Yeah, I played Eternal Night as a young kid. But tell us why you love New Beginning. Uh, I didn't ever... I never got a chance to actually play the other ones, so this is the only Spyro game I've actually ever owned. I've played a little bit of the Reignited Trilogy, and I'm really hoping I can get that on the Switch when it comes out later this year. I want to grab that on the PS4 as well. I but um, friends. yeah, just they gotta be friends. They gotta be both on the console because I don't know. I just I really like the the concept of Spyro. Yeah, Spyro's cool, and Legend Spyro I think is pretty good, like beat 'em up type of game. All right. Well, my oh, number thing, nine. Oh. oh, sorry. I was going to say, one thing I remember is I think there were only, like, two bosses that were, like, really hard, which was 
so there's four islands, and I don't want to go into too much detail because I'm sure we'll do a Spyro episode eventually. But there's four islands. The fourth island and the final boss are the two hardest bosses to face. And I know that sounds very cliche, but everything up until then, at least for me, was super, super easy. And then those last two bosses were just impossible. It took me forever to try and beat them as a kid. And I'm slowly playing through this again to see if I'm any better as an adult. Hopefully I am. Or else I, I guess I haven't learned anything since then. But but yeah, I do remember the, la the last two bosses of the game being super, super hard. Especially the final boss. Jinji, what's your number nine? My number nine is Minecraft. I loved I loved the shit out of Minecraft, um, you know, since it really started. I bonded with my brother over Minecraft, and I've even been able to get my now three-year-old to play Minecraft. Get out of my room, Mom! I'm playing Minecraft! <laughs> I'm building a town, Mom! <laughs> I've mined time, sure and leave me alone. Everything. Yeah, because I can make my voice crack at any time. Go, I'm sure yeah. your voice will crack if you're explaining it. Get out of my room, Mom. I just want to play some Minecraft. <laughs> but yeah, Minecraft is my number nine. Pegasus, what's your number eight? All right, let's reopen my list here. Open the envelope. Drum roll. My number eight is... <laughs> yeah, there you go. My number eight is Spider-Man PS4. Very good game. All right. It is indeed a very good game. I really no, enjoy... I don't own a PS4. I have seen gameplay of it a little bit, so I know it's a really cool game. One I really quick enjoy mention... characters. Okay, go ahead. One quick mention about Spider-Man PS4. If you look at that Peter Parker very closely, Peg, it is a mashup between Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Tom Holland. Yeah, you did show me that picture, and I don't think that was intentional. I really don't. <laughs> and speaking of which, like, quick, quick, quick side tangent before we get back. Don't talk about Far From Home. I will kill you. I am not talking about Far From Home. Oh, I'm it's talking a great about movie, Peg. the bullshit that there was supposed to be a Spider-Man 4 with Tobey Maguire and that shit got fucking canceled. Who the you fuck canceled it? You didn't know about it? that until recently? Yeah, I didn't fucking know. I I'm gonna fucking write. Who the fuck canceled? I've months. I thought you, you knew And you didn't tell too. me? Fuck you, asshole. Continue on with this fucking Spider-Man. Oh, jeez. I'm gonna find out who fucking canceled Spider-Man 4. And you know what? Since this is going on air, I would like to have a very civil and respectful conversation with you, sir and or madam. Please read A very to me. civil conversation that may or may not involve the use of his fists. <laughs> so anyway, no, Spider-Man PS4. I enjoy... Bullet punch. <laughs> I enjoy everything about this game. The graphics are stellar. The character work is pretty good. I really enjoy Peter Parker, Web how he's portrayed this game. Fantastic. Web mechanics are I was getting there. I was talking about the characters real quick. I really liked. I really liked the dynamic between Peter and Mary Jane. They got that right. The both actors were good choices. 
They play off each other really well. Hey, chicka bum bum. Funny. Funny jokes. <laughs> uh, the web mechanics work really well, and I really enjoy them. The combat mechanics are pretty good. I really enjoy the game in general. And I haven't quite beaten it yet, but I'm very close. I need to sit down and dedicate some time to that. But, yeah, it's a really good game. So it gets my number eight spot. Mr. Colo. My number eight is uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 1. All right. The classic. Hey, that's my... Uh, it's not on my list because I don't like Call of Duty that much, but is, that is the one Call of Duty that I like. I just like it because I felt like they did zombies the best in this. I didn't like zombies in 2, and then I'm pretty sure they just got rid of zombies for a while. But uh, zombies was always fun playing with with my sister or cousins or just trying to play it by myself and epically failing multiple times when I was a kid. Black Ops 1 just feels correct to me. Like, I play other first-person shooters, and there's something off about them. They don't feel right. But Black Ops 1... It feels right. It's the only f- FPS I've played that that really feels like correct to me. And then also, I feel like that's the that's one of my favorite storylines of the Call of Duty franchise is Black Ops One. Oh, I've never paid attention to any of the stories. It's a it's a very a very close second to regarding the storyline is Modern Warfare Three. I actually had a lot of I had a lot of trouble trying to figure out which one to put on this list i decided black ops just because i've played zombies a lot more but the survival in uh modern warfare oh, shit. 3 black ops one had the had five really right? cool the too it's pretty much zombies? very similar but black ops had that? the president zombies right yes yeah, yeah the map five but my favorite map yeah, of all five. time yeah. of my favorite map on Black Ops on Black Ops Zombie is is the original Kino Kino Dare Toten. Love that map. Kino, is it Kino? That's a podcast I listen to. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I guess I could say Zombie. Modern Warfare Three and Black Ops One are tied for eighth, but Black Ops One is just just a tiny like just a smidge. Higher than MW3. So. Okay. Gingy, what's your number eight? Well, we're going to continue the Call of Duty talk because my number eight is Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. Oh, okay. So, okay. So, I guess I'll take Black Ops 1 and you can take Modern Warfare 3. So, they both make the list. Modern Warfare 3 is my favorite Call of Duty title overall. It was a close cut. Between Modern Warfare 3 and Black Ops 2. Black and Ops 2. It, is, it, it is definitely just... influences my love for Modern Warfare 3. Because my Xbox 360 is the Modern Warfare 3 edition. Ooh, fancy. Such a pretty console. And I actually just dug it out of my box the other day. And I plugged everything in and it still works. Nice. Hey. LMAO. So, I, I love the shit out of Modern Warfare 3. I love the campaign. What I am upset about with this new this year's Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, they're completely rebooting the series of Modern Warfare. So essentially, Modern Warfare 3 is not canon anymore. 
which is kind of upsetting. But, um, yeah, Modern Warfare 3. Peg, what's your number seven? My number seven would be Crash Bandicoot. Okay. Any specific game, or just the whole no, seri- the series as the first, in general? The first original game, Crash Bandicoot. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a very unpopular opinion. People don't like the first one a lot. They think that the others did improve on it, and I guess I can see where they're coming from. But I just really enjoy Crash Bandicoot 1 overall. It's a good game. It's not as complex as the others, which I can appreciate. It's very simple. Because you need simple games in your life, right, Peg? Shut up, Colo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just really enjoy Crash Bandicoot 1. It's really charming. All the Crash Bandicoot games are great, but I just prefer the uh, first one. And yeah, that's my number seven, and it's Crash Bandicoot. Colo. My number seven is Minecraft, actually. All right. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to get into like super specifics of what I've played with it, but my, my best friend and I, even though we live like an hour away, we still find, we still find ways to play with each other online and stuff like that. So usually I I should say my number seven goes to modded Minecraft, which is what I have played the most, but classic Minecraft is also great too. I've spent... I've spent You've spent... a really fun game to it's a really easy game to play. Okay. What about you, Ginger Nald? My number seven is Dragon Ball Budokai three. Bud- Budokai or Budokai Tenkaichi? Budokai Tenkaichi 3. Okay. I mean, either would have been an acceptable answer. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah. I have a lot of good memories playing Dragon Ball. That specific title. And Tenkaichi 3 specifically, just a little fun fact, holds the title of the second most playable characters in a video game ever, and the most in a fighting game. That it does. All right, number six. My number six is Yoshi's Island. Yeah. I love me a Yoshi's Island. Yoshi's Island is so charming. It's so colorful. It's so peace. It's another one of those games that puts a big smile on my face. And it's just, it's Yoshi, man. It's Yoshi. I'll give an honorable mention here. This isn't a tie, but it's just that, like, if there was another Mario game on this list. Mario Land 2 is also really good. That's this that was in slight contention, but I figure I, I decided Yoshi's Island was the better choice. But yeah, Yoshi's Island, man. It's it's like it's like the whole game is drawn in crayon and that's super charming. And it just puts a big smile on my face. So yeah, that's my number six, Yoshi's Island. Alright, Colo, number six. Uh my number six is Mario Kart Double Dash. Yeah, there you go. All That's right. a good one. So, 
for the number six, I knew I had to include a Mario game in here somewhere. And I just, I could not figure out which one it was. I've played lots of Mario Kart games. I've played, I've played like Super Super Mario 3. I've played the, the one for the Wii. I've played a bunch of them. But if I had to pick one of them, it would be Mario Kart Double Dash for the GameCube. So right. I have a real quick fun fact about Mario that I found out today. I did a live stream on my YouTube, which you can watch, and we did a bunch of tier lists, me and Jason, and one of them was a Mario game tier list. And we found out that, like, like between the two of us, there is only one Mario game that neither of us has pl- have played. <laughs> that was a fact I learned today. <laughs> All right. Complete side. Oh, there you go. All right. My number six is Sphinx and the Cursed Mummy. Oh. Yeah, that game you talk about a lot. Yeah, played the shit out of it growing up on the PlayStation 2. And maybe... Just maybe there's a YouTube channel floating around that I did about this specific game, but Give probably it to us. Give lost, it to us. lost in the sands of the digital times. Give but yeah, and then us. pissed and shat my pants when I was walking around GameStop and I saw they ported Sphinx and the Cursed Mummy to the Switch. Which Loki probably after this episode. Episode fifty of Variety Hour. That's when we have to get Penguin's YouTube channel. Yeah, we'll see. That's when we have to force it out of her. Is episode fifty. So number five. (laughs) Number five for you, Peg. Number five for me. I was not prepared. (laughs) Of course not. Surprise! Surprise! Distracted. I got distracted. I'm sorry. My number five. So. Real quick, I want to just lead up to this. You may recall in episode one of Pixels, Polygons, and Fun, me and Gingy shared our top three video games. And I just want you to know that that has radically changed. I don't think it's even, I don't think any of the top three are where they are originally. And to reflect that change the biggest, my number one from that episode is my number five. My number five is GTA V. (laughs) <laughs> yeah there you go five is gta five so i had said it was my number one favorite game in episode one that was just kind of like an off the cuff thing but hey that speaks to how great the game it is a great game it is it's really good open world lots of good writing good graphics i like the story i'm i'm one of few people who plays gta for the story <laughs> And it's just overall a great game. Not the best game of all time, I don't think, anymore, but a great one. Okay, Colo, number five. Um, My number five is... Now, before I say it, I'm going to specify, and this is heavily specified, heavily emphasized. This is for the OG Xbox, not the newest game that came out a, a year or two ago. But my number five spot is Star Wars Battlefront 2. Yeah! 
for the OG Xbox. I have had so many memories playing that game. I current the biggest upset of my childhood life was realizing that I mistreated that game so much to where the Xbox didn't read it anymore and I couldn't play it for years and years and years. And then a year or two ago, I just went and bought a new one and I have it and I'm keeping it in perfect condition, as perfect as it can be since I bought it off of eBay. And I have played it so many times. I absolutely love that game. That is one of the only games that I actually went and bought a second copy because I missed the first copy so much. My my sister, that's my sister and I's favorite game to play when we were kids. I I love this game so much. I've now I that being said, I don't want to go and bash the newest Battlefront 2 that came out. I have yet to get a chance to play it. I'm sure it's a great game, but I've at the heard, same I've time, I've heard transaction nightmare. But yeah, at at the same time, I do think that even though I haven't played the newest version, I still think the OG Xbox version is is still the best by far. Okay. They're completely different games, right? They just happen to have the same name because Star Wars. Uh, all right, my number five is Splinter Cell Conviction for the Xbox 360. I loved that specific title, and I have beaten the game so many times that, yeah, you, you have pistols, submachine guns, light machine guns, assault rifles, shotguns, rocket launchers, the whole fucking works. But... I can beat that game with no problem on the hardest difficulty with just a silenced pistol. Ooh. And the 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 thing, I'll go uh, quickly explain it. The mechanic I love most about Splinter Cell Conviction is that depending on the weapon that you're using, you can tag up to a certain number of people. So my favorite pistol that I like using, I can tag up to three people. I believe three or four. And if they're in my line of sight after I have them tagged and my execution bar is filled, all I have to do is push the Y button and then I can automatically headshot those guys and kill them in one hit. Fantastic. Love Splinter Cell Conviction. Fantastic game. But uh, Peg, number four. Number four. Opening up that envelope. Um, Kirby Superstar. There you go. Yeah, Kirby Superstar. Kirby. Kirby is one of my favorite franchises. I've talked about how much I love Kirby before. I once tried to take over a Pixels episode with Kirby. I would have succeeded, too, if it weren't for you meddling kids. Um, So... (laughs) so yeah kirby one of my favorite franchises superstar is the ideal kirby it's vibrant the graphics are good um the copy abilities have different moves for the directional button you're pushing it's just done really well Mm -hmm. so that's kirby superstar number four colo number four uh number four is a tie 
between Legend of Zelda Wind Waker and Phantom Hourglass. All right. Phantom Hourglass. Yeah, I now, explained... When you say Wind Waker, are you talking GameCube or Wii U? GameCube. My boy. OG Wind Waker. I just... I, I love... The reason both of those are a tie is... I remember playing Wind Waker as a kid a little bit, and then I, I actually mm-hmm. recently got a chance to play Wind Waker a while ago. Like okay. a week or two ago, yeah, and it just it reopened a lot of me- like it brought up a lot of memories of playing it as a kid. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I said this on the very first episode that I got to Pixels, which is why I had to choose a Legend of Zelda game. It's got a little bit of sentimental value there, which is why I say Phantom Hourglass because that's another one of my favorite games. I'm not going to go into that one because go listen to my first episode. Episode 35, Legend of the Corrupted Bear. <laughs> it's a good episode. But yeah, I mean, I love the Legend of Zelda series altogether. There are a few gems. I'm super excited for Link's Awakening to come to the Switch. Oh, that looks so gorgeous. I love I love how it's chibi Link. It looks so adorable. I know I've... I, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast, but there have been times where... well. Ever since uh, Breath of the Wild came out and I got a Switch, I kept saying, I'm going to get Breath of the Wild. I'm going to continue the Zelda series. I never got Breath of the Wild. I don't think I'm going to get Breath of the Wild until I have some extra cash, but I'm definitely going to get Link's Awakening just because it looks adorable, and I love the art style of it. But uh, Jinji, what's your number four? My number four is Gears of War 3. I love the Gears franchise, and specifically out of all five games, technically six if you want to be technical with Gears of War 4, but um, yeah, Gears of War 3 specifically, I mean, the game's been out for a while now, but if you don't want to hear it, spoiler warning, Gears of War 3 is one of the few video games that made me cry. When Dom dies, and then the the song Mad World started playing. Heartbreaking. And then the the quote for the game is, Brothers Till the End. And I have a tattoo on my left shoulder that says, Brothers Till the End. And it has my brother's brother's names. So Gears of War 3... Let alone, you know, being one of my favorite franchises of all time. I enjoy the the gameplay mechanics. I love the shit out of the, the, the Lancer, which is the main assault rifle in the Gears series, which is an assault rifle with a chainsaw on the bottom of it. Yeah. And it's brutal. And uh, Gears of War, uh, yeah, Gears of War 3 specifically with the executions, if your enemies are down, you kick them, you know, till they roll over on their back, and you shove the chainsaw revving into their chest. Wow. It, it's fucking intense. brutal. It's brutal, yeah. But Gears of War 3, all the way, number 4. So, Colo, er, Colo, damn it. Peg, number 3. Number 3 for your boy. 
would have to be Sonic Colors. All right. So I'm a large, big Sonic fan. That is no secret. For for my birthday episode, we did Sonic, so I'm obviously a big fan of the blue blur. And I am of the opinion that almost no people share that I prefer 3D Sonic over 2D Sonic. And 3D Sonic, in my opinion, has never been done better than it was in Sonic Colors for the Wii specifically. The DS version is pretty good too, but that's its own game pretty much. Uh, just basically Sonic Rush 3 is the DS version of Colors. So, the Wii version of Colors is a really solid 3D platformer. The soundtrack is stellar, as it is with every Sonic game, but this one in particular has some really good tunes. The Wisps are done really well. It, the game is just done really the well Wisps? overall, and I really enjoyed Sonic Colors. So yeah, that's my number three. Alright, Colo. It's another... Uh call back to me be- me me beginning to start on this podcast and redeeming Peg's massive fuck up <laughs> on the epi- on my first suggested my my fair, way into it to be fair I also fucked up on that part too it it see I forgave you guys it's okay I still love the epi- the original episode but I guess I should probably say what my number three is now so our listeners don't get confused. My number three is specifically Portal 2. Portal 1 did have a good storyline, but Portal 2 really enhanced that storyline a lot. Yeah. And I lo- love the fact that there's a multiplayer. I've played the multiplayer with my friend a lot of times. But I've beaten, I've went and beaten port- the storyline for Portal 2 so many times that I could I mean I could probably try and speed run it if I really wanted to I probably wouldn't be any good but I could pr- I could probably work on speed running Portal 2 the storyline but that's my number 3 All right my number 3 is Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess Oh that's such a good game That was definitely one of the runner ups for this list too I I love the story of Twilight Princess. Graphics are stunning. I love the wolf. Mechanic. I love the wolf. That's a that's awesome. I love it. It's adorable. Absolutely love the game. It, it's it's fantastic. They ported Twilight Princess to the Wii to the failed console that is the Wii U. We got Link's Awakening for the Switch. So we used to we got great. Breath of the Wild know. 1 and then soon to be Breath of the Wild 2. Please, please, Papa Nintendo, give me Twilight Princess for the Switch. Please. I hope, I hope with my little dead black ginger heart for Twilight Princess <laughs> for the Switch. <laughs> but yeah, my number three is Twilight Princess. Number two. Mr. Yeah. Get that drum roll going again. There you go. My number two is Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. A game that which you never played. (laughs) I've played it at other people's houses. (laughs) Leave me alone. So, (laughs) Ultimate is a game that's really good guys 
Smash Bros. has been a series that is a big name for Nintendo for a long time, and for good reason. It's a really good party brawler fighting game, and the years have climaxed into Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Everyone is here, all the characters, so many stages. The graphics are beautiful. Smash Bros. Ultimate is just the culmination of what Smash Bros. has been for years and years. So yeah, it gets my number two spot. All right, Colo, what's your number two, buddy? Yeah, what's your number two? Uh, hold on. Can you hear me? Yes. I can. Okay, my Discord was acting. All right, what's so... What's your number two? All right, so my number two... For some reason, I don't know why I keep relating any of these to past Pixel episodes, but my number two is Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, it's Super Smash Bros. Brawl! <laughs> Huzzah! But, uh, yeah. Peg really hit the nail on the head with explaining why S Super Smash Bros. as a franchise is really, really good. But, see, I like Ultimate a lot. I don't really like the story. The storyline is cool. But I feel like it's not as interactive as... The storyline for oh, Brawl. Subspace, yeah, yeah. Sub Subspace is why Super Smash Bros. Brawl was above Ultimate in my book. Or is above Ultimate in my book, just because of Subspace. The character selection is great, just because I grew up on Brawl, like I explained last episode. But yeah, that's my number two. Peg really hit the nail on the head with uh, explaining why Super Smash Bros. is great. So... Alright, my number yeah, two is Mega Man Battle Network 3 Blue. It aren't blue and whatever the fuck other color, just the same game? Yeah, blue and white. They're they're essentially the same games. There there are version exclusive battle chips in the game. There are version exclusive bosses. But yeah, there's so much content for you to do in Battle Network 3 Blue. Technically, Battle Network 3 Blue. How many is times can I say that correct? in one sentence? Is doing what? content... Is that grammatically correct? Do you do content? Is that... A I, I don't know, but there's there's so much stuff that you can do in that game. And BN3 Blue was the first Battle Network game that I ever played. As a, to, to go into a little bit of backstory that I should have brought up during our Battle Network episode, so go back and listen to that, by the way, you guys. But, um, I That's was exposed to the Battle Network Mega Man at a YMCA summer camp. Gotta Saw stay these kids YMCA! And, uh... I know you yeah, were waiting for that, with the game. I heard you. I heard you pause. I, I know you were waiting for me to do that. Yeah, I have expected you to do it, but, um... <laughs> yeah, there's so much there's so much stuff that you can do in the Battle Network games. Um specifically 3. I love the style um mechanics. So depending on how you fight, you get different styles that you can do. Absolutely love it. I love the Navi customizer. There's so much stuff that you can do. So yeah, my number 2 is Mega Man Battle Network 3 Blue. You know, I have Here haven't we are, you guys. Much number one, work, but what I have played. Of, okay, go ahead. Here we are at number one. So, Peg, 
What's your number one, buddy? I Sonic just... 06? <laughs> I already had a Sonic entry where that would. <laughs> so, I've now realized, analyzing our list thus far, and I've made the logical conclusion that our number ones are all going to be from the same franchise. Probably I know are. It. I feel it, yes. My number one is Pokemon X and Y. Huzzah! Yep. X and Y. Kalos region. Gen 6. Pokemon, I'll talk about Pokemon in general for a minute. Pokemon has been something that's been with me my whole life. One of my first, like, video games that I played for, like, an extended period of time was Pokemon Pearl, which I got with my Nintendo DS. And since then, I've played... I played Soul Silver after I played Pearl, and then I played Black and White. I got both Black and White from different people on Christmas one year, so that was cool that I had both. And I just kept playing all the Pokemons. The only Pokemon I haven't played is Let's Go, because I'm poor. All right, Mr. Colo. Wait, hold on. Wait, wait, I'm not even close to done. I haven't even talked about X X and Y specifically. I'm still talking about Pokemon. (laughs) Good on with it, boy. It's my number one. Can I spend some time with it, Gingy? For God's sakes. No, you're not allowed. Screw you. So, (laughs) as for X and Y specifically, they were the first entries on the 3DS. They were the first entries that had 3D models instead of sprites. And honestly, one of the biggest things of X and Y is just the novelty of it. Like, just put yourself back in time to when X and Y first came out. It was mind-blowing. After, after, deal, after the sprites for so many years to see full 3D models in a Pokemon game. Am I right here, guys? Remember X and Y yeah. coming out? Wasn't that mind-blowing? And it's done really well. The graphics hold up. They're still great. And the gameplay, of course, it's Pokemon. It's great. I really like the story. Some say the difficulty is too easy. But honestly, I've never really cared about difficulty in games as long as they're fun. So X and Y being easy was never really an issue for me. And yeah, I really like the I really like the starter set. For some reason, there's only two starters. It's weird. It's just Fennekin and Froakie. There's no grass one. I don't know. It's, I don't it's know quite... why you dumped your favorite starter, which is Chespin. What's a Chespin? There's only two starters in X and Y. It's Fennekin and Froakie. Guys, it's secret, but uh, Peg has a tattoo of Chespin on his right butt cheek. I still don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what a Chespin is. Chespin does okay, not exist buddy. as far as I'm aware. And so, yeah, the new Pokemon, despite there not being an overly large number of them, I think they're all designed pretty well. And I think the Pokedex was the perfect spread of old Pokemon and new Pokemon. It really felt like the Apex, with all the old Pokemon that came back along with the new ones, it really felt like it was like the culmination of Pokemon thus far. That the Pokeback, the Pokedex was sort of like a best of mm. of all the regions, and yeah, and I really like Pokemon and Me. Pokemon and Me is great. Pokemon and Me is the best. They ruined it in Sun and Moon. Pokemon and Me, bring the mini games back. Bring me back. Overall, X and Y, it's just really great, and it's my favorite game in my favorite franchise. So yeah, X and Y, number one. All right, Colo, what's your number one. 
Alright, so my number one is Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Red Rescue Team. Huzzah! So, Peg was being a bitch and said I couldn't put a main <laughs> series game and a side game in two separate slots. So, tied for first as well is Pokemon Diamond Pearl Platinum. Understandable. Which, Gen 4, besides Gen 3, because I knew Peg was going to have a little hissy fit about me throwing a Gen 3 game in here. I mean, it's your opinion, Colo. If you want to throw a Gen 3 game in there, throw a Gen 3 game in there. No, I, I really... I Overall, I do like Gen 3. I love the region, but Sinnoh really solidified... It really solidified me playing Pokemon, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, Sinnoh does. really solidified my lo- my love for Pokemon even though it was the last game I played for about four years, and then I caught up with Black and White, Black and White 2, X and Y, and Alpha... Ru- Ru- Omega Alpha Ruby, Ruby and Alpha... Omega Sapphire. Yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah, the, all, four of those, all four of those games were played in a single summer and beaten in a single summer just because I finally had the money to uh, go and do it, but but the reason Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, specifically the GBA version of Red Rescue Team, not the DS Blue Red Rescue Team, or Blue Red Rescue Team, but Red, the GBA game, was one of Isn't the... is Blue first... Rescue Team just Red Rescue Team, but better? Essentially, yeah. Essentially, yeah, but Red Rescue Team was like one of those was another one of those Pokemon games that really solidified me loving Pokemon. And to this day, Nintendo has my money for the next 30 years, for sure. Games for myself, which I'm sure I will, but also for like kids that I will have, I'm sure I, I guarantee you, in the next 30 on years. record, I will get my kids into Pokemon and they will love it. But Dad, I want to play Digimon. No! I love Mystery Dungeon, except for Super, because you can't really recruit the Pokemon in that. I mean, you can, but it's like a bunch of BS, because you're just kind of automatically given it, given to you. The the best storyline, to me, was the original Mystery Dungeon that came out, so. It's really solidified why I love Pokemon to this day, and I will continue to play Pokemon for the next 20 to 30 years, or until they stop making it, which I highly doubt they will. But yeah. For first, but Red Rescue Team is slightly higher than Nintendo should give Pokemon to another developer. For your top 10 video game list. Yeah, we did it. Assholes. Oh yeah, fuck Genji. Let's just move on. Let's not even hear his number one. Let's. <laughs> it's time for the time for PGC mini reviews. No, no drum for me. After I was so nice and gave you two drums. I could if I could give you drums. I would Oh, that's fucking perfect, Colo. But my number one game of all time, if my memory serves correctly from episode one of Pixels, is still the same. 
Pokemon Red. Hey, Gingy, I'm about to point something out to you. I feel like you're going to, like, disavow your whole list. What? Unless I missed something? There's no infamous game on this list. I I would tie infamous, honestly, with uh, Twilight Princess, if I'm going to be honest with yeah, that's fine. Just wanted to make sure you acknowledged your favorite oh, yeah. franchise before oh, you yeah. before you went before oh, you yeah. went back Pokemon, and edited it. <laughs> I have always played since the very beginning, since it started in the U.S. But um, yeah, Pokemon Pokemon got me through some rough times as a kid. So that's why I still play the game. Moral of the story, we all love Pokemon. Go listen to Pokemon Variety Hour. Pretty much. Jinji, what was your number one? one. I just Pokemon was your... Red for the Game Boy Color. Oh, wow, you're going with a classic there. Pokemon Red is not for the Game Boy Color, it's for the Game Boy. Oh, fuck off. Yeah, no, my <laughs> Discord cut thing. out when you said it, so you guys were talking, and I'm like, I, I never heard it. But yeah, that's I a I never cla- heard it. He wasn't. He wasn't ready. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but no, that's, that's a classic. Such a good game. Oh yeah. So that has been our top ten list video games of all time, you guys. If you have your own personal top ten, send it in an email, and we'll we'll read it on air. Probably read it on air. But yeah, regardless, send it in an email or. Post it in the Pixels Discord. Or add but, us um, on Twitter, if that's easier. Exactly, or add us I on Twitter. I would like that's to, exactly uh, right. real quick, just talking about Top 10 list, I would like to plug something for someone real quick, if you do not mind. Go ahead. So, my buddy Jason, who edits my YouTube videos and made the logo for this here podcast, who wanted to be on this episode, but unfortunately could not... But recently, a couple weeks ago, he had his uh, three-year anniversary on YouTube, and for that, he made his top ten video games list in a YouTube video. So you should go check out his YouTube channel, which is Gel, lowercase J and uppercase E L, to see his top ten list. I think the video is put together pretty well. Absolutely, you guys, give him a listen. But well, it's um, a video, you give him a watch. Well, right, give him, give him a watch video. it, subscribe, do all that fun stuff. Subscribe to Joe. We are going to drop the topic here. And we're going to go into, I guess, PGC mini reviews. We will be right back. I don't have a mini review. That was just a joke. Do you guys have reviews? Yeah, I don't. Give me one minute. Hell yeah. We got a mini review. You have a game to review, Colo? Um, I've played it a couple times. Oh, it's fine. Okay. It's because it's because it's our fiftieth it's our fiftieth episode. I feel like we should have it, have one. All right, all right. I I got it, Jinji. All right. All right. So for our PGC mini reviews, we actually have a review this episode. It's been a while since we've actually reviewed something without. Peg reviewing something that he played in his childhood <laughs> five years ago. Oh shit, I review. I review after Colo. Okay, Fuck so no, Colo. you don't. Yes, I do. So my, my review for tonight, or for this episode, is Kirby 
Murphy Air Ride, which Hell was yeah. a very yeah. was a top was one of those on, was one of the honorable mentions for my top ten list, but sadly it did not make it. I feel like it would be if I had to make a top eleven, it would be number eleven for sure. But Kirby Air Ride is a 2003 racing video game developed by HAL Laboratory and produced by Nintendo for the GameCube. One of my favorite consoles. I love the Give me one minute. Damn it, Colo. Sorry, I had people come. Yeah, so Kirby Air Ride, you get to... It's basically like Mario Kart, but for Kirby. And... I was introduced to this. This was probably one of the first Kirby games besides Kirby and the Amazing Mirror that I played, which I I love this game. This this game is such a great game. Um I completely forget which characters you can ride as. I think it's like Meta Knight. Yeah, you can play as different colors of Kirby. You can play as Meta Knight and King DDD is also unlockable. But uh yeah, I feel like, yeah, we went into detail about Kirby Air Ride with uh, the Kirby episode that Peg so desperately wanted. But, um, yeah, I'm going to give Kirby Air Ride a solid 8.5 out of 10 pixels. All right. Peg. Because I almost completely forgot that we rate this on 1 to 10 pixels and not just 1 to 10 in general. What, what, what? Pegasus, what game did you play 20, year, 20 years ago in your childhood? 20 years I... ago? Oh, I'm sorry. When he, Five years ago when you were seven. He wasn't even a twinkle in his dad eye 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> what game did you I'm play doing... five years ago when you were seven years old? I'm reviewing Super <laughs> Mario Land 2, six golden coins for the Game Boy. Super Mario Land 2 is a 2D platformer starring Mario, your usual, which actually, here's a little trivia tidbit for you. Super Mario Land 2 was the last 2D Mario platformer until New Super Mario Brothers for the DS. So, it was the climax to years of games, and I think it's honestly not counting Yoshi's Island because it's not really Mario Mario I think Super Mario Land 2 is the best 2D Mario I think it took what the other Marios did and it improved upon it and it did it well and I think the environments are creative the bosses are creative Wario's in this game and that's always a plus and the platforming's done really well. I like the power-ups. I like the uh, wing cap. Not the wing cap from Mario 64. This is the one you eat a carrot, and then you get wings on your head for some reason. It's great. <laughs> and, um, yeah, overall, Super Mario Land 2 is a really good, a really solid 2D platformer and a good send-off for 2D Mario until new Super Mario Brothers brought it back. I give it a 9 out of 10 pixels. All right, well, with that being said, you guys, we're going to wrap up the PGC mini-reviews here, and we're going to jump into the bullshit segment. We'll be right back. And welcome back to the bullshit segment of the go, you guys. So, uh, yeah, bullshit away. 50 episodes, guys. I'm glad we made it to 50 episodes. I'm glad... 
us as a whole, I should say, I'm glad us as a whole made it to 50 episodes. I'm excited. I'm extremely glad that I got to be here. And I'm extremely glad to be doing the podcast with you guys. The past, yeah, you might uh, have been here for the beginning, but now that you've been here for as long as you have, I can't imagine the show without you anymore. We are invaluable. Yeah, I was trying to do math and figure out how many episodes I've been on. The past 15 episodes, minus one. <laughs> the past the pa- let, let's just say the past 15 episodes have been a lot of fun to do with you guys and i i look forward to doing the next 50 with you guys and hitting that 100 episodes 100th episode yeah that's the next milestone well but, the next um, milestone is the one year anniversary right which is two episodes from now but no it's not it's episode 55 Gingy. Okay, fuck off. Who cares? How do I know for this? Episode you don't. 50. <laughs> for episode 50, though, we do have a new review. Colo, do you want to read it? Yes, Hold I on, do. I'm not done with bullshit yet. I wanted to talk about pixels. That, that is part of bullshit. Okay, Peg, okay, go, go say whatever you wanted to say. We'll read, we'll read it after you. No, read it first, and then we'll do more bullshit. It's all right. Read the review. All right, so for the first time, I'm pretty sure since I did a review, since I wrote a re- review of my of the podcast before I was a co- was asked to be a co-host, this is our first review in a while. It is from uh why do I not remember? I took a screenshot of it just in case, but uh so this review is from K-Man Rules. He gave us a four out of five stars. He said, Oof. Hi, everybody. I'm a new listener to the show. I went to school with Colo, and he got me into this. I think this is fun. Great content if you love video game news, memes, or just random talk. This podcast has, get, has given me lots of gaming nostalgia and has made me go back to some games I played once and wa- wanted to try again. Looking at you, Fa- Phantom Hourglass. I would love to hear episode. I would love to hear about about the. I would love to hear about words. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I am so sorry. I would love to hear episodes about the the Clash games, specifically Clash Royale and Clash of Clans. Mobile hit hoodlums um, unite! My mouth. Yes. <laughs> Wait, what? I love you. What did he say? Yes. I'm sorry. Why did Jinji freak out? I didn't hear it. K-Man Rules says, I would love to hear episodes about the Clash games. Mobile Hoodlums Unite. I love yeah! you! All superhero games, like Spider-Man, Injustice, and Arkham games, etc. Hell yeah. And Red Dead Redemption. Yeehaw, Skyrim. It's come in. Yeehaw, Skyrim. Said the only reason I didn't give Get, the only reason I didn't give five stars is y'all need better microphones. Everything else is fantastic. Yeah. I was waiting for it to be me. I was waiting for it, the only con to be me. <laughs> like, get rid of that fucking Pegasus guy. That'll get you the fifth star. But um, I will cut this part out. Peg, uh, Colo is gonna send you the bit that the. Up. Okay. Peg region. The thing that general. you have to say, we're going to say at the very end. 
Or I would think it would be best if we say it at the end when we sign off. Alright, um, yeah, Peg, I put it in... So, the last part of the review is... K-Man Rules says, Peg, can you please say this? <laughs> Which we will say at the end of the episode. Ginger, so you're stay probably... tuned. Yeah. So, Peg, what oh, were you yeah. trying to say before? I was just trying to say, you know, 50 episodes, man. It's been a ride. I remember the time in my life when we started Pixels and how different it is now, but just Pixels being that constant of, like, I get to sit down every Saturday, Friday night with some good friends and talk about video games. Jinji, your friendship has been invaluable in my life since we met on that one episode of the ill-fated Narcissus We Trust. You've you've been a big important friend to me. You too, Cola, when I met you three months ago. Four it It's been about three and a half months, I think. Three and a half, okay. Right? Yeah, and just the people I've met through just talk about podcasting in general for a minute. I've met a lot of people through podcasting. I met a lot of good friends, Jinji, Colo, Penguin, Daniel, just a lot of people. In a, and Pixels has been the biggest one, the one that's lasted the longest and the one that's been the most successful, actually. So, yeah. Pixels, man, fit the episodes. Here's to 50 more. Hell yeah. Yeah, I would just like to say, the four months that I've been in contact with the people, I've, I mean, I've mainly been in contact with Pegasus for this whole four months, and then I, after the episode 35 where I guest starred... I can colo our board, which, when will it come back? Episode 35, when I get, guest starred for the first time, <laughs> it, it blew my fucking mind that I could be on, on something that I've been binge listening to for close to a month and a half. Yeah, Colo, you came on like you Bless were like you, a. Hello. It was shut up. It was. <laughs> <laughs> it was a weird like swing of fate that you came on because like I had asked like my usual suspects like Atlas and, but they all were busy. So I said, "Hey, we have a new listener. Maybe he wants to come on." And then you came on, and you were, so, and you were so good. You just really were instantly like a good podcast talent that i was like yeah and the lister i i tell my friends this because they always ask me like how i became a co-host and i don't think the listeners know this story pegasus in the middle of the episode asked me if i want to be a co-host Jinji cut that out we were just performing so well and we had been looking for a third host for so long and And i'm I'm so so grateful that i actually decided to reach out to you guys four months ago and suggest the portal topic. Because had I not done that, I would not be sitting here and conversing with you guys and spreading my opinions about all these video games that we've been talking about for so long. Yeah, Colo, I just knew, like, in the middle of that episode, I'm like, this is the one we've been looking for all this time. Like, This is not the droid you've been looking for. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun, and I 
definitely look forward to the next 50 episodes also, that uh, also, get to do together. Also, DJ said no every time we asked him. That's also a factor, but mostly because Colo is great. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I definitely look forward to doing the next 50 episodes. I have had so much fun doing this. Yeah, yeah. it absolutely blows my mind. When Pixels originally started, I never thought that we were going to hit episode 50. I didn't think we would. Did, yeah, funny, you, then, funny you use that. I'm pretty sure. My mind's a little bl- fuzzy because it's been a while since I listened to episode 20. But when you guys got to episode 20, you said pretty much the exact same thing. When you started Pixels, you never thought you were going to make it to episode 20. I remember 20 right. was like a massive milestone <laughs> for you guys, too. I mean, t- we we treated ten as a massive milestone. We did a whole bonus episode for ten. Ten point nine eight seven. Go listen to that episode. Yes, <laughs> that was a good episode. Go listen to ten point nine eight seven. It was a good episode. That's one of the episodes I actually remember since I binge watched. I binge listened this. Ouch. To like, and it's real funny because this this podcast was. I didn't find this podcast right away. I was listening to Pokemon Variety Hour. Go listen to Pokemon Variety Hour. Great show. <laughs> but I was listening Co- to Pokemon. New host. Yeah. Uh, I would like to congratulate myself on the new promotion <laughs> to main host of uh, Variety Hour. So go listen to that and see. let me know how I do. I've hosted <laughs> the last episode and I've heard pretty good, pretty good things about it. Let's see how this Go go see how the next episode turns out. But uh, I've heard there's going to be a pretty cool and awesome and handsome special guest on the. Yeah, I'm I'm going to bring in. No, I'm going to bring in uh, one of my best friends from uh, back home. So. Oh. Which is your left (laughs) hand. (laughs) (laughs) With that being said, you guys. This blows my mind, but Peg, where can our wonderful listeners find you? Let's see. You can find me on Twitter at PegasusTheGame1, on YouTube as PegasusTheGamer. Just want to, real quick, I I usually just like go right through that plug, but I just want to say if you are a fan of me on this show, please do check out my YouTube channel because I really am getting into that and i want to try to get an actual fan base so yeah please go subscribe there's skyward sword coming soon that's my new let's play it's fun so i have a couple other podcasts pokemon variety hour oh wait no that's colo's podcast never mind um (laughs) (laughs) damn straight so my other other podcasts are on my YouTube channel, except for Focus Survivor, which is on the Pixels Polygon and Fun YouTube channel. Just one Polygon, just one. <laughs> By the way, Gingy, episode episode nine is being recorded tomorrow. Where's episode eight? It has been an absolute fucking nightmare this week. I will get it done tonight. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, and the other, I just want. Oh, I got to plug. Um. Ghost of Gaming Future, my weekly podcast that I started in August that only has four episodes. That's right, you heard me. Four. Four episodes. We got a new episode out, finally. It was my turn again, and I talked about an old favorite, Butch the Karate Boy. Hell yeah! 
I had a lot of throwback about, episodes this I actually <laughs> talked about yeah, my actually talked about like my full fleshed out game concept for Butch the Karate Bulldog. I'm sure Jinji wants to hear that. And I'm sure you listeners you know, might want to hear that. You know, I honestly I actually do want to hear that. That was one of that was one of the better that was one of I don't I shouldn't say that. That was a great episode too. I love that episode when Penguin come on came on. Yeah, you can check it out. Me, Daniel, and Jason, Ghost of Gaming Future. I talk about Butch the Karate Bulldog. And, and there's you know, and and just so you know, there we have um the way we treat the podcast is we try to we cut out off topic things and we put them in their own video call it's like a bloopers, we call them sidetracks. And I just want to say that the sidetracks for this episode were almost as long as the actual episode. The sidetracks were, I think the normal episode was 54 minutes, and the sidetracks were 44 minutes. But, uh, yeah, you guys, you can thank me for Ghost of Gaming Future to get another episode, because I did use a Ouija board. You used a Ouija board? Yeah. A Luigi board? Use the Ouija yeah, board don't, to us. Don't play with those. don't play with those guys. Just saying. Yeah, don't, no, don't, don't. Fuck with them. But, Hopefully, uh, oh, we'll oh. actually get an episode out next week, and we can kind of be on schedule. We missed it this week, but hopefully, it doesn't take three months again. What? 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 So yeah, that's it. Yeah, for, Polo. Uh, Where can our listeners find you? You can find me on Twitter at Colochu54. You can find me on Pokemon Variety Hour with my newly with the newly appointed <laughs> host. You can also uh, talk to can... me on the community Discord. Talk to me in the channels or DM me. I'm all ears. I got it. I got it this time. Damn it. Hey, <laughs> Colo, don't lose hope because you know the two words: editing magic. <coughs> shut up, Col- shut up, Jinji. You can find me on the community discords. Uh, no. Message me, DM me, I'm all ears. Shut up. Future Jinji, please cut out pegs so it's funnier. No! <laughs> Not allowed. But, but um, yeah. Jinji, where can our listeners find you and Pixels Media? You can find me at my personal Twitter at RagingJinji. You can follow the show at PPAF Podcast. I haven't um, brought it up in a while, but we do have a Patreon, which is patreon.com slash podcast. If you guys could help Didn't us out monetarily. That's what Cameron what? told me. Didn't somebody de-patron? I don't think so. Cameron told me that there was only one patron now. I will have to double check, but um, yeah, uh, if you guys could help us monetarily that would mean the world to us but like we always say take care of yourselves first um there is the pixels polygons pixels polygon and fun youtube channel so yeah there's that go check that out go look at the pixels um, polygon and fun myspace there's nothing on it but it exists yes i i think we only created it for the memes yeah if we're being completely honest here. I don't even remember how to log into that thing, so.
But um, yeah, okay, yeah that so has been. Patron. Hold on, Pegasus has a little message for you guys. I have a PSA for you all. Always remember, eat ass, smoke grass, and sled fast. (laughs) 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 All right, you guys, this has been the 50th episode of Pixels, Polygons, and Fun. Video game podcast where you talk about anything under the video game sun. Now that we have Fusro Dodd, episode 50, off the high mountains of pixels, I've been your host, Jinji. I've been eating ass, smoking grass, and sledding fast, and also <laughs> Pegasus. <laughs> I've been your greatest chef, Pancake Chew. Thank you guys so very much for joining us on this episode 50. We will see you guys next time. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you so much. Bye.